It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ live every weekday morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. So I have been missing from the Daily Thunder routine for a couple weeks now. And uh, first of all, sorry about that. I'm uh, hoping you guys have enjoyed uh, when the staff rotated through. Uh, we had a week-long training. It was extremely powerful here. And then this last week, Nathan's uh, series. But uh, Leslie and I have been traveling around with our family, visiting family, uh, having a wonderful time. And it was on Saturday of this week. So this is Monday right now. Uh, But Saturday uh, of this past week, I should say, uh, I was speaking out in Indiana in Bluffton. And so for any of you uh, men that are listening in that were present at that, uh, I just had a wonderful time with you guys. And it was a real uh, blessing uh, to be there. Uh, It's the second time Leslie and I have gone to that small town in Indiana and spoken. And it was just a real blessing. But I was speaking on manhood. And I guess you could say it's the inspiration for this series, because in that uh, message that I gave, I broke out the idea of manhood in the key qualities or the key components of a strong man for such a time as this. Because right now, we live in an age and a generation where there is a proving of metal, and that's uh, it's M-E-T-T-L-E. That's that uh, that that's that substance of soul that uh that strength of the inner man uh and this is the hour in which there is just a critical uh need for we as men to know how to stand and that's why i'm i'm sort of putting this together i'm, I'm basically taking from that uh that message this saturday and i'm breaking it up over this week into a five part series they're, they're all sort of miniatures uh Right now, we're preparing for the next uh, training season, uh, the next uh, uh, school that is going to be coming uh, to, to town here, which we're very excited about, early September. And I'm going to be going through a seven-week series, just like I did over the summer. Over the summer, I went through spiritual lessons from Alfred the Great. And this fall, I'm going to be dealing with, I don't have the title for it yet, but it has something to do with the unreached. And I think it's going to be extremely powerful. It's already been extremely powerful in my life. And so this series is called The Immovable Man. Listen to this subtitle. Built to stand when others sit. That's what we need right now. We need men that are built to stand when others sit. They're built to speak when others are silent. What is it that causes a man to function as a man ought to function? So let's dig into this. This is going to be the first part of the series. And the the title is Coming in Second. Uh, you know, it doesn't sound good uh, uh, right off the bat, does it? Coming in second, who wants to come in second? And what's interesting is sort of a play on words because in Scripture, everything is divided into uh, twos. And it's an odd uh, phenomenon, truly, when you first catch it. You're like, really? But the Bible itself is broken into two parts, the Old and the New Testament. Jesus is called the second man. And yet that doesn't make any sense. He's 77 generations after Adam, and he's called the second man. You see, there's two men that are going to define the race of humanity. Adam and all of us that are born of Adam, which is all of us, are in Adam is the term. And so genetically speaking, we are in Adam. And so when he sinned, we all are participating in that sin. 
But there's a second man, and he's going to establish a new lineage. He's going to establish, in a sense, a new genealogy. And anyone who would believe in him enters into his work. So just as we were sharing in Adam's work, now we share in Christ's work. And he is the second man. But all throughout Scripture, you're going to see the same dynamic of first and seconds. And so uh, Cain and Abel are going to both come and offer an offering, and God is going to reject the first, and he's going to give favor to the second. And then we're going to have Ishmael and Isaac, and God is going to reject the first Ishmael, and he's going to accept the second, which is Isaac. And then we have, two, we have twins in the womb of Rebekah, and that's uh, Esau and Jacob. God is going to once again reject the first, and he's going to accept the second, whose name is also Israel. Uh, two, the first two kings of Israel, Saul and David, he rejects the first and chooses the second. And so what you're going to see is this idea of law and grace throughout the entirety of the Bible, too, where the first cannot please God. It, the law is good in and of itself. It's showing the righteousness of God, but in and of itself, it cannot save because it only can show you your need for a savior. It shows you the standard, but it can't save you. The second, grace, is actually what saves and so then Paul is going to unpack this idea in the New Testament of first and seconds, and he's going to show us that we are uh, you know, either uh, tares or we're wheat. We're either sheep or we're, or we're either goats or we're sheep. And so uh, he's going to call it flesh and spirit. And that's, the, that's the Paul's terminology as he's going to show us in the New Testament. And so what, what I'm going to build off of this is this idea of coming in second is there's something very, very important about the second, which we know is Jesus Christ. But there is an invitation for us to join. And as men, this is absolutely critical. So the immovable man, we're going to go through five characteristics of strength. And so today I'm just going to cover one, and this will be just, like I said, a mini message. And uh, the impartation of manhood, passing along the grand vision of oomph. I like the word oomph. There's some, something about it uh, that's uh, intriguing to me. But there's an oomph that is supposed to be resident in a man. And I remember, uh, Leslie, we were in a prayer time. This is, oh, I don't know, 12, 14 years ago. It's a long time ago now. I guess 14, 15 years ago. We were praying in what we called the upper room. And it was the same time we were writing the book, Wrestling Prayer. Very significant season of my life. And I still remember her stopping in the middle of the prayer, sticking her hand on my shoulder and saying, Lord, make my man to pray like a man. And you know, I was a little caught off guard by such a request, considering I am a man. So what does she think I pray like? And yet I decided to say amen, amen uh, to the prayer. And I don't know how much time it was, but it was a very quick uh, turnaround. About 30 seconds later, I was praying unlike I'd ever prayed before. There was an oomph, a growl, a grit inside of me that awakened. I've oftentimes likened it to a lava pool. And this is something that's very, very critical for the development of masculinity. We must know that we have strength, but we must know where that strength must come from because there's an earthly strength that a man can wield. That's a first strength. And then there's a second strength that a man can wield, and that's a heavenly strength. So the impartation of manhood, many of us have never had it imparted to us. In God's economy, it's supposed to actually transcend through the generations through father to son, then from father to son, then from father to son. But when fathers don't communicate, why, why don't they communicate to their sons a vision of manhood? Well, probably because they weren't communicated with. You see, when you 
when you disrupt this flow, then men oftentimes are growing up not knowing what a man is, not knowing what his purpose is. And so they get soft. And uh, when it comes to a time to stand, they're not standing. So they're not functioning as they ought to function in the time that is most needed. So when manhood departs from a culture, you have judgment. You see that in Isaiah 3. Judgment is coming on Israel, and the first form of judgment isn't drought, isn't uh, disease, isn't invasion of foreign armies. The first sign of judgment is the removal of manly strength. And the same thing we see in our culture today. It's not, if we were in America right now listening to this, you recognize, yeah, we're having some weird uh, behaviors uh, you know, in, in, the, in the government, in the, in the world's uh, weather-wise. Weather patterns are strange, uh, especially here in Colorado. I mean, just bizarre. Yet, what preceded all that? A loss of manhood. We've lost something strong and viral. Uh, we've lost something that is meant to be, be stout in the midst of uh, a season of weakness. So this is the first quality, if we could say it that way, uh, of being a, a movable man, and that is he must be a second. You can say, well, I thought Jesus was the second man. Mm -hmm. And you must and I must enter into Jesus. We must be accounted as a second. That's why we need to come in second. The first is not going to please God. As long as we remain in Adam in our own strength and our own determination, we actually are wrong as men. We need to forsake that first way of living and we need to believe in Jesus Christ and be clothed in him and his work. We need to be, as the scriptures say, born again. So 1 Corinthians 15, 47 through 48, the first man was of the earth made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. And as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. And so you see this contradistinction between two, the first and the second. The first one is dust, and it is unable to function as the heavenly. But the second is the heavenly man. We know him as Jesus, but what we oftentimes don't realize is that we are being invited into the second man. Paul is going to term it being in Christ, being in the second. And how do you get into the second? By faith, by forsaking your first, by repenting of your first, humbling yourself, and entering in by faith into the second man. And so just as we once shared in Adam's destiny, now we share in Christ's destiny. Just as Adam was headed towards imminent destruction and judgment, we, it, Jesus is headed towards imminent victory and triumph. And so as a result, I wouldn't blame you for thinking, maybe I should get out of Adam and enter into Christ. John 3.3, 3, Jesus says it this way, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So unless someone becomes a second, we have two births. The first birth is the Adam birth. The second birth is the heavenly birth. This is the birth of the Holy Spirit. The first is of flesh. The second is of spirit. And unless we are born of the Holy Spirit, we will not see the kingdom of heaven. You see, this is how the godly man functions. He must be a second. And so there can be strong men out there that have great talents, great abilities, great intellect, and yet if they are functioning in a first man capacity, they're not going to be immovable men for such an hour as this. Every man that is worth his salt in the kingdom of heaven is one that has given up his first life 
and held on to Jesus with all he's worth. Hebrews 10.9, he said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God. He takes away the first, that he may establish the second. So Jesus, his great work in us as men is to remove the first, the husk of the first, so that he could establish the second. God has a design to establish the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. For that to happen, we need to humble ourselves. We need to say, God, I want to be such a man that is ready to stand when others sit. I want to be such a man that is willing to speak when others are silent. For that to take place, there is a process that needs to happen in our life, but it starts with this new beginning to say, my life as it currently stands is unable to function as it ought. I can't live the way God has called me to live. I can't live in purity. I can't live in holiness. I can't honor my wife and care for my wife. I can't re- raise my kids to be what I, what I know they're supposed to be. Something is hindering me. And God could put his finger on it and say, look, I've removed the first so I could establish the second. Give up the first. Stop trying to do it in your own strength. Let me do it for you. And this is the great transaction of the godly man. This is where it begins. So throughout this week, I'm going to be establishing a simple thought, and that is from cement to concrete. So cement is good stuff. I mean, right, it has all the ingredients for strength. However, just like a man here in this world, he could be male in every uh, facet of of the word, but he may lack something. He's lacking something that makes him firm in the day of testing. When the winds and the rains blow, you don't want a a sack of cement. You want hardened concrete. And there is something, there, there is an ingredient that needs to enter into that sack of cement to actually cause it to firm up. And that's what these five qualities are. These are things that need to enter into the, the cement to make it firm and ready for the day of battle. Guys, this is the greatest time to be alive right now. As far as I'm concerned, this is when every man should lick his chops. We are designed for the day of difficulty. We're not designed for the day of ease. Don't listen to what the devil has whispered to you and that the greatest form of life is ease and comfort. No, the greatest form of life is being spent for the glory of God. And we have one shot at this thing called life and we are living in an hour which needs mighty men to rise up, immovable men for such an hour as this. Lord Jesus, I ask that you would take this simple thought of transferring from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the dear Son, and you would plant it deeply within us, that every single one of us would measure where where we stand. Are we in Adam or are we in Christ? Lord Jesus, may your truth be realized in our lives, and may you build men for this hour. It's in the name of Jesus that we ask this. Amen. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. Go to ellerslie.com forward slash daily to get all the details. Thanks for listening.